Welcome to the Be Free Show, where you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Hi, I'm Lueda Roshka, your host, and I'm telling you, we are living in exciting times. God is doing amazing things. Yes, there's things going on that I wish wasn't going on. I wish that there was uh, some things that would just calm down. We're praying over that, but you know what? We are in exciting times, and God is moving, and uh, we're going to be talking again today about turnaround, but we're going to talk about personal and national turnaround. And uh, I'm just really excited about that. Hey, I've got Don Kennedy in the house with me today. Good morning, Don. Good morning. <laughs> Hope you're feeling better. I am feeling much better today. <laughs> All right. Praise God. Well, guys, let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 9, and we're going to start with verse 15. Now, a turnaround, just, just think about that for a minute. It's a change of course. It is a change in direction, change for a more favorable outcome. It's to go the other way. It's a course correction. I don't know about you, but I've had to do that many times in my life. And I think we need to keep our ears open and sensitive to the Holy Spirit when he's saying it's time for a course correction or change in direction. I, this season, season is finished. Now it's time for a new season. And so that we know what God, you know, that we're sensitive, we're hearing, we're quick to obey and that we are stay in step with the spirit of God and his destiny and call in our life. So we're going to talk today about someone in the Bible who had a personal course change, who had a personal turnaround. And so this top half of the hour of the program, that's what we're going to talk about is personal turnaround. Then hopefully we'll be able to get, be finished with that and get into the national turnaround. So uh, there is a man named Saul in first Samuel. And I love this story, Don. I, I, I preached this message probably 25 years ago called, Where Did Those Donkeys Go? <laughs> <laughs> and it was just a fun message, but, it, you know, it was really cool. I, can't, I don't have time to go into all that. Mm -hmm. But so to start off with, Saul is sent by his dad, his father, whose name was Kish, to go out and find the donkeys that were missing. Okay. So. Saul's just like, okay, and his dad says, take your servant, take one of the servants with you and go look for a donkey. See, the donkeys were extremely important. I mean, they were the cars of the day. They're the, they were the trailers that pulled the things, you know, they loaded them down. They, they bore the burdens. They took them places. Uh, donkeys helped to, uh, with the cultivation of the land, just all kinds of things. So they were very important in possessions in those days. So, oh, I so, know my title. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're not. Uh-uh. <laughs> you weren't created to be a donkey, but you do do a lot of things very well, to, for which I'm very grateful. So Saul was obedient in his, in this very ordinary, unexciting, oh, what are you doing today? I'm going to go hunt for donkeys. <laughs> you know, I mean, that just doesn't like, wow, just like doesn't jazz you up. It doesn't energize you when you just, you know, know, oh, mm. my, my uh, task today is to hunt for donkeys. That's how I feel about car shopping. Yeah, right. Although I love getting a new car. <laughs> right. When Jeff tells me, we're yeah. going to go look at, talk to some car salesman, I'm like, yay. God bless the car salesman. <laughs> yes, God bless the car salesman. <laughs> I just don't care to go look. Right. I know what I want. I just right. don't have to go look. <laughs> exactly. Just let it show up mm -hmm. at the mm -hmm. house. Mm -hmm. So Saul's obedient in this very ordinary task, which resulted in a transformation and a promotion in his life, but also the nation. So in First Samuel chapter 9, verse 15. <clears throat> so 
remember the backdrop. He's being told to go on this donkey finding expedition. Now, the Lord had told Samuel, you know, Samuel was the prophet. Well, I have to back up here. So, uh, Saul is out looking for the donkeys. He's been out for quite a while looking for days, he and the servant. They can't find them. And then, he, then Saul is getting concerned that his dad's going to be worried about them. What you know that they're lost and send somebody to find them, and so he, he you know, paraphrase tells his servant, "We need to go home before Dad gets worried." But the servant says, "There's a man, there's a prophet, a seer that God reveals things to. We need to go see him." And so they went looking. They found out where the where the prophet Samuel was, and they go down there to ask him to basically, "Hey, where are our donkeys?" <laughs> Where are the donkeys at? And um, and so they find out from these ladies, you know, where he's at. And uh, Samuel is in the city. Uh, so they went up to the city. This is 1 Samuel nine fourteen. As they were coming into the city, there was Samuel coming out toward them on his way up to the high place. Now, the Lord had told Samuel in his ear the day before Saul came. Now, get that. God had spoken to Samuel the day before he saw, before Saul saw him. This is what God told uh, the prophet Samuel. Tomorrow, about this time, I will send you a man from the land of Benjamin, and you shall anoint him commander over my people Israel, that he may save my people from the hand of the Philistines. For I have looked upon my people because their cry has come unto me. So when Samuel saw Saul, the Lord said to him, there he is. The man of whom I spoke to, this one shall reign over my people. So get this. Get the picture. He's just out looking for donkeys. He's out shopping in just the out, field. Yeah, he's out just, you know, dad tells him, you need to go find the donkeys. So he goes. He's out there. Yeah, for dirty. days. You know, ordinary task, mm-hmm. nothing exciting. Uh, you know, they take a little bread and just a little bit of food with them. And, and away they go. Then they're, And they are coming up. Shorthanded, they're coming up with nothing. They are told, the, the servant says, hey, there's a seer over here. There's a prophet over here. God speaks to him. And sure enough, God had spoken to the prophet Samuel the day before that there was a man that was going to come and you would anoint him. And so he, he was going to be anointed commander over the people of Israel. What? This kid, this young man who... Has, as far as we know, according to scripture, has not had any training to be the king. Uh, he's just been out doing the, no, the normal everyday stuff. He's just being obedient to his father. He's not even like royalty. No, he's just out there just mm-hmm. doing his thing. But God says, I'm going to anoint him to be the commander over my people, Israel. I'm going to consecrate him, set him apart and call him, he's chosen to be the commander of Israel. And listen, understand that the anointing and the authority that comes with it is for a purpose. It's not just so that you can look good, sound good, and people go, oh, wow, awesome, woo. No, it is for a purpose. Uh, It is, he said, that verse, it said, that he may, why? That he may save my people from the hand of the Philistines. 
It was so that he could deliver the people. Mm-hmm. He can make a difference in the whole nation. Get that, because we're going somewhere today. It, the anointing and the authority that came with the anointing, that calling, which he didn't even know that that was what he was going to do. It was for a purpose to change the nation, for there to be a turnaround in the nation. For God said, I have looked upon my people because their cry has come to me. Understand that our cry comes before the Lord. The cry of the nation came before the Lord. And we, and of course, we're going to talk about the national move of God uh, in the second half. But understand that we, as the citizens of the United States of America, when we begin to cry out to God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, uh, God, the father uh, who gave his son, Jesus Christ, that's the one and only God. That's who I'm talking about. When we begin to cry out to him, things begin to change. God hears and God will make a way of escape and a deliverance, but he'll do that in your own life. You know, he said that God, God's, God's word says he is faithful to not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able, but will with the temptation make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. I mean, God can move in your life personally and he can move in our nation. And so God is making a way for the cry of the people, for their, their cries and their, their desires and their prayers to be answered. Don't you just love that about God? It's Mm -hmm. so wonderful. So when Samuel saw, 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 that's kind of hard to get out. The man of whom he said to him, this is the man. This is he, the man of whom I spoke to you. This one shall reign over my people. God had a definite predetermined purpose for Saul, but it required him, get this. It required him to be obedient in the ordinary task to go look for the donkeys. Oh, now, <laughs> now I'm going to meddle. He was at the right place at the right, <laughs> the right time. Right? Yes, doing something. Sometimes we only want to do something grandiose. Mm-hmm. We only want to do something. Oh, you know, uh, the flesh likes to have accolades and applause. And mm-hmm. I'll do that if there's a bunch of people there. I'll do this if you ask me to come out and do something magnificent, you know. Uh, but no, you want me to go hunt down donkeys? Find out where the donkeys went? And then run in, I'll run into my destiny? I mean, most people go, uh, uh-uh, no, I want to skip over that. I, I'm too big. I'm too important to hunt for donkeys, <laughs> to wash the toilet, to take out the trash, right? To take care of the babies, to change mm. the diapers. I'm too big. I'm too important. No, no, no. He who is the greatest of all is a servant of all. The, the first shall be last and the last shall be first. And so I love this. I mean, sometimes we can just read over Dawn. We can just buzz right past things in the word. But you begin to think about that and you begin to put yourself in those shoes. That's what I like to do because I'm just real simple like that. I like to put myself in their shoes. Okay, well, if my dad told me to go hunt donkeys, number one, ugh. But, and I would be lost. I'd never find my way back home because those of you, been, those of you who've been listening for all, you know, I have absolutely no directional ability. I have to have people to go with me, you like Dawn. Really hard trying with you. you I, do really I would great job trying. I would try my best, but who knows where I would end up, you know? But that is so telling that he chose to be obedient to his menial, mundane, ordinary tasks that just like anybody could do that maybe had a sense of direction (laughs) did anybody could do and it set him up to be the king Mm -hmm. if he had not gone if he did not take the servant like his dad said if he did not obey 
And if he did not listen to this, he, so this is his servant. He works for them, right? If he did not listen to his servant, to the one that was working for him and hear and recognize the voice of God, when the, his servant said, there is a prophet, there is a seer, he hears from God. We need to ask him where the donkeys are and then we'll go home. Mm -hmm. He stopped. He listened. See, sometimes, you know, come on now. Sometimes we can get so full of ourselves, you know, and the devil wants us to walk in pride and I'm so important and, and I know everything and that we aren't teachable. But part of humility is being teachable. We need to be teachable and open to what God is saying and, and listen and obey when we recognize, oh, that's the voice of God. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, oh, that's a, good, that's a good idea. Let's go do that. And sure enough, they run into the prophet Samuel, who, by the way, we won't get that far in the story. At the end of all this, he tells him, oh, your donkeys are at so-and-so place. But he took exactly care where they were. Right. But he took care of the spiritual <laughs> aspect and the physical. That's what God does. He takes the spiritual and the physical and he works. He moves. And, and it's we do ourselves a favor when we just yield, when we just allow him to do that. It's it's so precious when when God begins to work in the spiritual and the natural and so and the physical. You know, sometimes it's not pleasant. I don't think finding donkeys will be real pleasant. You know, just mm-mm. think of worse things. Yeah, I could think of worse things, but I don't <laughs> want to go do that. But if God said, if God said, maybe he's told you to do something that maybe you think is like, what difference can that make? How is that going to change things? How am I going to experience a turnaround if I just do that? What's the big deal? Why do I have to do that? And sometimes we miss it just by not hearing the little small details where God is saying, this is the way walking in it. I want you to do this little thing. And in it, you're going to find a miracle in it. You're going to find the promotion in it. You're going to find the anointing, the power. You're going to find your purpose and your destiny in doing the natural thing that I've asked you to do. Isn't that awesome? I just love it. See, we haven't even got very far. (laughs) So Saul obeyed. God had already prepared Samuel, and here he is. He's out there. And then in 1 Samuel 10, 16, and 17, let's read about that. Samuel is anointed. We are in chapter 10. And at verse 1, we're going to start there. Then Samuel took a flask of oil and poured it on his head and kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord has anointed you commander over his inheritance? And in verse 3, he says, the donkeys, which you've been looking for, they've been found. Uh, then he says, go on forward, go up to the high place. They're going to have this meal. They're prepared a meal. And uh, he's, uh, Saul is going to be given the choicest part of the meat. It's symbolic. You shall come, after you shall come to the hill of God, in verse 5, where the Philistine garrison is. Remember, remember the purpose why he was anointed, he's going to be anointed king? Is to overtake the Philistines. Mm-hmm. To... Uh, to save stop, the save bondage. the people from the bondage and from the Philistines. So where does he have to go? To the hill of God. 
where the Philistine garrison is. Sometimes you got to run smack dab into your enemy. You got to just, you got to face it. You know, you just got to face what is that enemy that just keeps coming after you, coming after you, that keeps attacking, keeps stopping your progress. Maybe it's something big, something, or maybe it's something very small. Maybe it's something in your daily routine, little small changes that'll end up making a huge change. You know, the, the big ocean liners, if they start getting off just one degree, they end off being way off course. Mm-hmm. But maybe just that one degree course change that God has for your daily life and routine, your ordinary tasks can just build up and bring you to a place and position you for promotion, uh, for the power that God has for you, uh, for you to fulfill your destiny. Maybe just that one thing, or maybe there's an enemy called addiction that is chasing you down, that has held you into in great uh, slavery, fear, Uh, cause you to do things you don't want to do. Be somebody you don't want to be. That's what addiction does to you. Maybe it's that, or maybe it's just a fear. Maybe it's a a divorce that's just your marriage is hanging right on the edge. Whatever it may be, you have to face that fear. I mean, Samuel tells him, go up to the hill of God where the Philistine garrison is. I mean, nobody wants to go there. Nobody wants to go and have that face-to-face Take authority over that enemy, command him to go and walk into the anointing and power for your life to walk in freedom. Nobody wants to have to face the enemy. They just want, we just want the freedom. Hey, I'm for, I'm, that's me too. I just want the freedom. I don't want, I don't want to face the enemy, but face the enemy. We must. Yeah. There's a place where fear has to face Face, the God I know. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And that's powerful Mm -hmm. when you do that. So he (laughs) he tells him. Saul tells him, excuse me, Samuel tells Saul, after that you shall come to the hill of God where the Philistine garrison is, and it will happen. When you have come there to the city, you will meet a group of prophets coming down from the high place with a stringed instrument, a tambourine and a flute and a harp before them, and they will be prophesying. I love that. They're just going to be prophesying. And uh, I'm going to look over, and we're going to read that in the Amplified as well, 10.5. After that, you will come to the hill of God where the garrison of the Philistine is. And when you come to the city, you will meet a company of prophets coming down from the high place with harp, tambourine, flute, and lyre before them prophesying. Don't you just want to, me, I just want to be right in the middle of the move of God. I mean, if God's moving and doing a thing, I don't want to be left. I've been that way since I was a little kid when I got saved and accepted the Lord. I I mean, oh God, if you're doing it, you know, don't leave me out. Uh, I want to be right in the middle. Pick me, pick me. I want to be in the middle of what you're doing, God. And so, and then he says to him, he's there with the company of prophets. They're prophesying. They're speaking God's will, God's will and purpose and things that were going to happen. Then the spirit of the Lord will come upon you. Who? Saul, the donkey finder. The spirit of the Lord will come upon you mightily. Not just a little bit, not just enough to get you by, but mightily. And you will show yourself to be a prophet with them. What? I mean, can you imagine him hearing those words and thinking, that's crazy. That's crazy talk. I'm going to be a prophet. First of all, I'm going to be the commander of Israel. I'm going to overtake the Philistines. And now I'm going to be a prophet. Uh, Oh, okay. And here's my favorite part. And you will be turned into another man. You will be turned into another 
man. When these signs meet you, do whatever you find to be done, for God is with you. And in the New King James, it says, and let it be when these signs come to you that you do as the occasion demands. That'll preach right there. Mm-hmm. Do as the occasion demands. <laughs> I was going to say, I was just seeing that the, that the, um, they were, they were playing there. They were doing worship and they were, you said they were speaking. Mm-hmm. So their obedience to the Lord also brought somebody else into obedience with the yeah. Lord because he prepared a way. He showed him what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so he even told him ahead of time, this is what's going to happen. And it was a confirmation. Yeah. But then it slipped him right into his destiny too, because so I see, and they were speaking out the things that were to come. And, and so that's what we're supposed to do, right? We're supposed to be prophesying the word. We're supposed to be speaking the word into our lives. We're supposed to be uh, speaking what's going to come, not what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we do, we dwell a lot on, on the details of our lives instead mm-hmm. of going, okay, wait a minute. Yeah, I may have a situation, but what does the word say? And speaking the word out. And then by me doing that, or you doing that, then somebody else hears it and they get encouraged and they go and they turn their lives around and slip into their destiny. So right. I, we're also inner interweaved. And yeah. so I just, I just had this, I don't know, like a vision of, of seeing it happen. Just go, right. everything slipping into yeah. place when you're doing your part. To, to work into the destiny, then somebody else's part comes right along mm-hmm. with you. And and also think about this. It, in actuality, they were worshiping. They were praising and worshiping. When we provide an atmosphere of worship, when we mm-hmm. are worshiping God mm-hmm. and we, we are uh, allowing that to go forth in the atmosphere because, you know, I have the joy of, of getting to lead worship in our team across mm-hmm. generations band. And I love that. And I love it when, whenever I get to start playing the piano and singing and just beginning to sing my love to the Lord and my thanks and my gratefulness and my appreciation, appreciation and just worshiping for who he is, how awesome he is for being uh, the mighty God, the great God, being awesome and, and being our deliverer, our savior, our redeemer. And I begin to worship that, worship him, connect with him. I'm not, not, not just doing it to lead worship i'm worshiping him and in that i'm leading others and then to connect with him him. and then when they start to get around when many of us get Mm -hmm. in that presence of god where god is really moving and there's a heart-to-heart connection and and there's a a word our words connecting to his heart and he's listening and there's that heart to heart of intimacy and just worshiping him and there's and the power of god begins to flow and move and then things change and people that maybe don't know how to do it or haven't been haven't known the lord very long or they don't know god at all but they begin to sense a change in the atmosphere Ooh, they begin to sense a change in in what is going on in that environment and they start responding to it i can think of a good example of that um we were leading worship at a at a um a glow uh regional conference and uh i was sitting in the middle of the crowd because i do the the media and stuff and putting the words up and there was this man next to me and he was sitting there and he had his head down he really wasn't engaging at all and um but I kept noticing him and y'all were singing break every chain. And all of a sudden, um, after, I don't know, it was one of those songs where you just kept staying there and there was a reason. And Mm -hmm. and if it was for nothing more for that man, it was, you kept staying there. And all of a sudden 
It took him a while, but all of a sudden he just slammed his hand on the desk, on the table, and he stood up and he raised his hands and he said, break every chain, yes. break every chain, uh, because you were being obedient, you were entering in, you were connecting, mm-hmm. and that atmosphere changed, and all of a sudden hope arose in him, and he stood up himself and declared that he was breaking every chain. So I, I think that's uh, exactly what you're saying. Amen. And it's powerful. Uh, I love that. And I remember that. Mm-hmm. That was so cool that he just, I mean, he got it. He got it. <laughs> he he stepped into mm-hmm. it. and But there was a powerful presence of God when the whole room, everyone was worshiping with all they had. They were just worshiping mm-hmm. God and praising him and just going for it. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, the power of God, it was like electricity. And I remember mm-hmm. that things, I could feel things breaking mm-hmm. off. But that, when we worship it it just changes the atmosphere mm-hmm. and it can change other people uh because it brings the presence of mm-hmm. god and it's just so powerful my goodness we're almost down to the last for him yes. you know he was all of a sudden a turnaround in right. his mindset so my goodness dawn here we are we're fixing to have to shut it down the first half hour and then we'll be right back with you but before we do we're counting it down is that uh, i don't want to remind you about our website Lueda.org, L-O-U-A-D-A.org, uh, where you can get lots of different resources that are free. And then you go to our store and you can purchase some of our latest uh, DVD series. I just, just did one, did one, 2018, God's Open Door. And then there's one called uh, Face the Whirlwind DVD series. Those are two powerful uh, series that I'd love for you to, uh, to purchase because it will bless you and you'll bless us. And, and like I said, we have lots of free stuff, you know, of our TV programs, uh, re- broadcast and radio podcast but i believe god will bless you if you go visit our website luada.org l-u-a-d-a.org also we have a toll-free 800 number uh prayer line where you can call and uh, we will pray for you we have anointed prayer uh, ministers that will pray with you and we will send you some scriptures free to back up what we were praying about and to encourage you and that number is 866-241-0579 866-241-0579 so i just invite you to do that the reason we do it is is for ministry. We want you, we want your life change. Just like we're talking about today, we want to turn around for you uh, because God is so good and he's the one that can turn your life around and things, things in your life and can turn you around. And so we want to be able to help you. And like I said, um, you can just go to the website and you can just scroll down and, or, and just see what you need, what will bless you. And we appreciate, appreciate you so much, uh, listening and watching. And, uh, we invite you to, uh, connect with us on all of our social media and it's on our website. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> 